Kids need wholesome snacks to fuel their active bodies and imaginations, like delicious soft-baked Cliff Kid Z-Bar. With energizing whole grains from organic oats and in flavors kids love, it's the perfect portable snack for blasting off to space on the swings at recess or exploring the uncharted schoolyard with fellow adventurers. Grab a box of Cliff Kid Z-Bar snacks today because imagination needs fuel. Learn more at cliffkid.com. Welcome to Creature Covenant with Dr. Adriana, a world movement that celebrates the healing power of the sacred human-animal bond. Now, here is Dr. Adriana. What's up, Crusaders? Are you passionate about animals? Then you're at the right place. Welcome to Creature Covenant, elevating humankind through the sacred bond we share with animals. I am your host, Dr. Adriana a veterinarian with 20 years of experience and passionate about the healing power of the human-animal bond. Join me and my expert guests sharing personal stories of transformation and healing through our interactions with animals. Together, we create new consciousness and a better planet for all creatures to enjoy. For more information, visit www.creaturecovenant.com, sign the Creature Covenant and become a crusader of a movement. Okay, so welcome again to another chapter of Creature Covenant, elevating humankind through the sacred bond we share with animals. I I am so um, pleased, grateful by the presence of the beautiful Sue Pike. She is the animal talker and she's an animal communicator, Reiki master, uh, teacher of the traditional um, Asui, uh, sorry if I'm not mispronouncing, Usui uh, technique. And uh, she's also a spiritual channeler and a spiritual teacher. I, and uh, she's been featured in multiple media outlets around the world. I know this is part of your spiritual journey, but how did you start with animal communication? All right. Hello. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I just feel so honored to be with you today. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I love talking about my favorite subject, which is animals, of course. (laughs) Um, Well, what happened was, it's so interesting. I grew up in upstate New York and we had um, a pig and a horse and cats and dogs and the whole thing. And I, I loved animals just from the beginning. And I knew I wanted to work with them, but I had no idea back then that it was gonna be animal communication. I didn't wanna become a vet because I knew I wouldn't be able to see them injured or hurt. And so I just kind of didn't think about it anymore. And now all of these years later, many years later, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> it's come full circle and now I communicate with animals. So. Um, what happened, my process was I started to learn Reiki, which is an ancient uh, energy healing technique for people. And um, long story short, um, I realized if I could do this with people, why not animals? And the quote unquote gift of animal communication just came to me intuitively. I just all of a sudden, I saw like my third eye, not to get too woo woo. I, I just felt like an opening, we'll say. And um, I was able to hear back what the animals were saying. And so I just started practicing with friends' animals. And my husband and I were going out to Utah. And his friend was really open. And my husband said, hey, can my wife, who's just learning how to do animal communication, can she talk to your horses? Which, of course, I got really excited about because I love horses. And so we went out there and the guy was so into it. He said, oh my God, I'm having problems with this horse and that horse and I wanna know what's going on. And so I went to each horse and um, they had a lot to say, by the way. (laughs) uh, It was pretty funny. And the guy was like, oh my God, can you talk to my dog now? And so I was talking to all of his animals. And when I left, I remember walking out the door and saying, I am an animal communicator. I didn't really know that much about it. So I thought, well, maybe I should read a book or two. So all the books that other animal communicators um, wrote, all the steps to animal communication, I was already intuitively doing. I just, wow. it just came to me. Came um, to you naturally. know, everybody has the ability to do it. Everybody actually knows how to do it. 
It's just kind of slowing down and remembering. I, a lot of my sessions, I'll give information to the people, whatever the animal is trying to express. And a lot of times people will say, oh, I had a feeling. Oh, I, I thought, you know, Fluffy was saying this or that, but they're not trusting it. And so I, I always meditate before I do a session because I, I really need to get clear. So my thinking logic mind doesn't get in the way. And animal communication is basically telepathic, heart to heart, soul to soul, mind to mind communication, which animals do with each other all the time. Yeah. Um, and so it's basically just us tuning in kind of like to a, to a radio uh, show, you know, right. you're, you're trying to get the dial, the dial. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you finally tune in and it's clear. And that's pretty much what it is. It's just opening up your heart to be able to connect. And like I said, everybody does it. Everybody can do it. Oh. Um, and it's really about just um, being patient with it. I teach people how to do it, you know, step by step. But um, what I like to recommend to people is to increase their intuition, spend time meditating. And meditating can come in many different forms. It's not just, you know, um, you know, a lot of people can't sit still and that's okay. You can ride your bike, you can garden, you can walk in nature, you know, whatever takes you out of your thinking mind and brings you back into your body and connecting to your heart. That's all you need to do to be able to, to connect. So when an animal is there, um, you just have to open that door so an animal can come and share, right? Yes. It's not like you're walking on the street and there's like, hey, lady, I'm here. I want to talk to you, right? It's not Well, like actually, that, right? sometimes really? <laughs> when I lived in New York and I walked down the street, I might... When I was practicing, I would say to some dogs, you look really nice today. <laughs> I swear to God, they'll turn around and, you know, give me a thank you. Oh. My husband's like, that dog just turned around. <laughs> wow. But yeah, um, basically, it's just taking the time to prepare. And you know what? The animals want to help us. The animals love when you know we we listen to their wants and needs and their feelings and what they're thinking and what their soul messages are for us they want to help us so they're actually very patient with us and excited yeah as soon as you know they know that you want to know what's going on uh from their perspective they're really happy to help you i've always wondered what animals and this is a very perhaps a very broad question but what animals think about human humans, humankind, how do they see us? Well, it's mixed, of course, but, um, a, a, you know, a theme with a lot of the domesticated animals that I work with are you thinking way too much. <laughs> you, you have to get outside and smell the smells. A lot of dogs, too. You know, go outside and smell the smells. Um that we need to play more. Um, they always talk about love every single time. They always talk about love. They want us to love ourselves. They want us to love other people. They want us to love the planet. Um, and so those are general messages. And also a lot of times they pick up on our personalities. Right. And so sometimes, you know, just the other day, this lady's like, my cat is so stubborn and I don't know why. And she kept talking about being stubborn. And I said, are, are you stubborn? <laughs> and yes. And a lot of times the animals were, will mirror back to us what we need to work on. Yes. Yes. It's so true because I, I see this a lot in practice. Um, oh, he cannot be away from me because he'll get really nervous. But what I'm really taking on is that is not the dog being really nervous the dog is just picking up on the state of their their owner you know their yes. animal parent um so it seems that sometimes they're better when they're taken away um so it's very interesting um so as humans and i think you already gave us some of that uh, as well like how can we improve our relationship with animals because a lot of us, I mean, I cannot tell you how many people are in my profession 
in my um, in yes, in my in my industry that um, we are in this profession because we love animals even sometimes better than we love other people. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, but but what can we do uh, on our end to be more? I guess more open, and uh, you already mentioned, you know, like um, I guess we are thinking too much, right? Yeah. And uh, we're not let that flow of like, okay, let's be a little bit more patient. Let's right. not try to grab him, and and then uh, you know, like I, I can only feel how I would, you know, I, I can be empathetic. How I would feel if some stranger grabs me and wants to hug me and hold me down, you know, so immediately they go into this defense mode like ah yeah <laughs> frozen <And> mode <laughs> exactly. it happens a lot in smaller animals too like the birds and the little yes animals. so uh and i feel like it's a lot of times it's our our own energy that is just not is not in tune with that we're so yeah. much in like the ins and outs of like the men handling and the getting the job done and not thinking much and how they might be feeling and if what would be the best way to approach them. And I feel like this happens with every single animal, um, horses, pretty much any animal that we work with. Um, but as, as and not necessarily people in my industry in general, um, I feel like we should be more open and more um, respectful in a way. It's so funny you just said respectful because um, a lot of animals, in fact, one the other day I worked with said, thank you so much for my new home and thank you for respecting me because she just uh, adopted this kitty and it was had a pretty bad past and it was just so um, happy to be acknowledged as a being. Uh, and not just like the cat, uh, because apparently this cat told me it was just outside and whenever it went inside, it was not a good scene or whatever. Um, but respect is very important. I mean, they are sentient beings. They have their own needs and wants. And to start to think of things from their perspective instead of always from ours, you know, what are they going to do for me? How is this animal going to help me? Well, what are you going to do to help them? So some of the things you can do is remember to breathe, be in the moment. They always want us to be in the moment. Stop thinking about, you know, tomorrow, next week, whatever. They, the animals are like, you're here with me now. Um, also, you were talking about energy. Um, it doesn't matter what you're saying to them. It's what you're projecting to them energetically that they're picking up on. So if you're saying, okay, we're going to go for a nice walk now, but internally you're petrified that an animal is going to come and scare them. And then what are you going to do? And blah, blah, blah. It's always about your energy because it's coming from your heart, down your arm, to your hand, to the leash, to the animal or the reins on the horse. So if you're scared, the animal is going to be scared and they can pick up on that, especially horses from, you know, far away. <laughs> Um, so you always want to concentrate on the behaviors that you love. So with heart energy, not with anger. So for example, I would tell my cat, cats are nocturnal. It makes me so happy when you let me sleep until the sun rises <laughs> and you know, they have their own free will. Yeah. So he could understand what I'm saying and still be like, yeah, whatever lady, I want to play, get up. Uh -huh. But if, if I'm saying, you know, uh, with heart energy makes me so happy when you let me sleep until the sun comes up. And then when he does, you know, thank you so thanking them. You. So always, you know, thanking them for whatever um, shift they might do to um, for, you know, good behavior. Um, I have so many questions. Um, the uh, you also channel spirit animals right spiritual animals just put it that I, way I, um, I connect with the animals who have crossed yes yes and it's fascinating because they do all different stuff it's so crazy I mean it's not crazy but it's it's really cool I always like to find out what they're doing yeah and and it's, uh, and it's okay. always different and I think this is really important actually 
I've never met a, an animal and I've been doing this since 2006 that is mad at their person for euthanizing them. I think it's really important that people know that sometimes the animal will say that they want to go naturally and then it just gets too hard for the person and they end up putting them down. And then they're just devastated because they thought, oh no, I, you know, the animal wanted to go naturally, but I put them down. I've never met an animal mad at their person for putting them down. And actually their last wishes a lot of times um, are for us to keep our hearts open. I would say 99% of the time when I work with an animal before they transition, they want to make sure we're okay. It's not like they're excited about dying, but they're not, they don't have the same kind of fears about dying as we do. And also, this is fascinating, animals can meditate, they get into a state where they can actually kind of leave their physical body. So what we're witnessing, they're actually a lot of times not really feeling a lot of that stuff because they're they kind of checked out a little bit. And then they come back into their body and people say, oh yeah, I saw them, they weren't really awake, but they weren't really asleep. And that's, that's when they're doing that. And then when they transition, um, they tell me who met them. You know, it could be people that you know, but it's people or animals they have possibly known in other lifetimes or whatever. So it's always different for them, just like it's different for people. And they've told me that there's, it's kind of like spirit school. And so some animals are more evolved than others. And some animals um, are kind of old souls. And so they're like teachers at spirit school and they teach other animals wow. how to visit their humans. So, you know, how sometimes if you have a pet that dies and you, you're like, I swear to God, I just saw them. Yeah. And then you're like, what am I crazy? Or you're in bed and you, you're like, oh my God, I feel them on the bed. Yes. Yeah. And you're not crazy. They are visiting okay. you. Oh. <laughs> and so some animals say that they're teaching other animals how to do that. Some animals say, well, they let me play and then I, I, I might have to teach. And then some animals like the younger souls are learning how to do stuff. And then, I mean, it's not just, it's pretty expansive. That's just a very small example. Mm -hmm. I, I worked with a dog a few weeks ago who said, all the children loved me when I was alive. And now that I've crossed, I still help children who die very young because when they um, pass, they see my face and they feel comfort. Oh. So like this animal's job was to help kids transition easily. Oh, oh my God. I mean, it's just endless, the stories, it's yes. amazing. Oh my God, it's so wonderful for me to know this um, because I, I, um, I, whenever I have to help an animal transition and uh, I see the sadness and I'm very calm at that point and I explain what's going to happen and um, I basically, at that point, I'm just telling them what's going to happen. I'm telling there's the animal what's happening, that right. there's no fear, that everything is peaceful. And uh, I thank them for being uh, such great companions and that they're not going to be alone and that they're going to be young again and they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of friends there to greet them. Yes. And, um, and I think that helps not just that animal, but I feel like it helps the people around, yeah. the parents. That's such a beautiful um, space that space right before they cross. I feel it's an honor to be involved in that process. And yeah. that's beautiful that your energy is like that. It really does help the animal and obviously the people as well. So that's really beautiful. That is how I feel like I'm, it's an honor to me to help them transition. Yes. Um, and um, it is It is always done so peacefully, you know? Um, so, I, I honor that moment. And even after, um, when I know that physically, I mean, there's no heartbeat, there's obviously they're not there anymore. This in spirit, they're not there. Uh, their body is there, but I still continue to honor that body. Yes. Because 
that was their body and they probably still still around yeah yes yeah i waited um uh, my cat died in my arms i was singing to him and oh. peacefully lying there my husband and i were there and he was my baby and he was he used to get so mad at me when i'd say you're my baby cat he's like <laughs> i'm not a baby <laughs> it's like he died when he was well i had him for 18 years but um he was 20 when i when he passed um i got him when he was 2 but um yeah we just waited to do anything with the body kind of same similar thing you know just honoring that body that he was in for so long yeah it uh, can animals return i mean as other animals i mean they will come back again can they come back to us in a different animal yes um and they're not always you know a horse might not come back as a horse a horse might come back as a cat i talked to a cat the other day who said yes i used to be a horse and <laughs> you used to be my person and you were a man and you were now a lady but you were a man then and we were best friends and oh wow uh, yeah they can come back and then there's this other thing that's really cool it's called a um gosh what's it called it's called a walk in where they don't really want to come back all the way but they um make an agreement a soul agreement with another animal that they can come in sometimes so you, somebody might adopt an animal and it's you know fluffy and they're looking at fluffy one day and all of a sudden they think of um uh, sammy and they're thinking oh my god i don't know what's going on but this fluffy looks like sammy right now and it and is acting like sammy that's because sammy has come in to fluffy's being they've made the soul agreement and briefly enters and then leaves it's called wow. walking in and so that happens sometimes too and after an animal passes people want to know is fluffy coming back you know and sometimes they don't really want to because they feel like can do more work on the other side and then sometimes obviously they do want to but it's um i had a horse tell me it's not really up to me um <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you know when i find out <laughs> okay um and so yes they do come back and not necessarily as the same type of um and sometimes if they don't come back they will send an animal to us that they know will teach us maybe different things that they did. Oh, wow. And sometimes animals come back only purely their whole job is for us to open our hearts and really um love ourselves because they think that as a um an animal devoted to us it will help us open our hearts like this one um i think it was uh it was a dog the other day said um don't tell the man he's kind of cranky but i think i help him <laughs> a little sweeter and a little nicer but don't tell him i think sometimes he's a little cranky but my job is to help him soften up and he's kind of my boyfriend and <laughs> The woman just started laughing hysterically. She's like, "Oh my god, this dog acts like he's her girl, her boyfriend." <laughs> and he and she said, "It's so funny cuz he is kind of cranky, but whenever he's around this animal, he opens up and he's so he's like another guy." Wow, that's so amazing. Amazing. I've had a, this experience um with a um It was a pig that was assigned to me in vet school and um he had had a toe amputated because he developed an infection and um his recovery process was almost like a miracle because he was this ferocious animal that would launch at a group of men and then um this group of men just said well okay um this is your case now Good luck. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to do what they have been doing, which is uh force this poor animal to do whatever it is that they need him to do. So, 
I decided that I want to befriend this pig and I would get to, the, I would go to the dairy, walk through the dairy, get buckets of milk and bring him food. And uh, we became friends. I would scratch him and I said, I'm going to give you a shot here and I'm going to give you another shot here. And people who started to just to come and see what I was doing with, with the pig. And eventually he would go and I said, you're going to go to the scale and he'd go, go to the scale and step on the scale and come back. So <laughs> we developed this beautiful friendship. And then um, unfortunately he did not heal. And then eventually that infection took over and he could not stand up. And then when he wouldn't come to me and I had changed my, my rotation to from large animal to small animal. And I came to visit him. I was so sad to see him. And I went to my professor in tears and I said, he has to rest. He has to rest. And um, I, I remember his eyes. Um, and uh, I see my dog. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. His eyes. Yes. I see my dog's eyes in, in his. I mean, it's so weird. And um, he's such a gentle dog. And I rescued him or he rescued me at the time, I would say. Right. Um, I had him for six years now. And uh, he came to me as a rescue. And, um, and I, he came in probably one of the worst parts of my life. Uh, and uh, we rescued each other. We've been yes. best friends since then, and he's older now. But uh, I see in his eyes uh, who he is. So maybe that's who he is. Um, and um, I, I talk to him. Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to just tell him I love him, but I don't say it. I just like look at him, and he looks at me, and I said, I, said, I love you. And uh, I'm wondering if he knows. He so knows. He definitely knows. When you're just emitting uh, emotion, it's like um, I always ask people um, what their nicknames are for their animals. <laughs> and um, if it's something really cute, the animal will say, I don't really care about the name, but I like the emotion that they have when they say it. So then they say, so I, they can call me that. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's a negative thing, they don't like it. No. And so they can feel all of that stuff. So yes, I promise you that your dog knows. And um, I don't know why I'm being, uh, I feel compelled to uh, share a little tip to everybody. Um, in my experience, animals tell me they know about days and sunrises and sunsets. And so <clears throat> if you're traveling without your animal, you can start doing a countdown. Um, you know, just trust your instincts and, you know, ask, do you want to be told in sunrise or sunset? And don't worry if you're not sure, just pick one and it, it'll be okay. So um, three days before you leave, um, in three sunsets, uh, we'll be going away for two sunsets mm -hmm. and then you'll do a countdown. So the next day in two sunsets, we'll be gone for two and let them know who's the name of the person coming to feed them and that um, and show a picture of you guys coming back. And I promise we'll be back, especially for animals that have been rescued because they have some of them have some yes. abandonment stuff. And keep your energy calm while you're telling them, don't do any, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't do any of that. Just keep everything matter of fact. Um, and then when you're away, uh, when you wake up in the morning, take a deep breath and imagine a gold cord of light going from your heart to your animal's heart with a feeling of love and they will get it. It's like a 1-800-I-love-you wow. phone call. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. It's Great so good. Do it in the morning, do it at night before you go to bed. And they will, and again, while you're connecting, you can say in your mind, we'll be back in two sunrises and, um, you know, whoever's taking care of you and we'll be back and show an image of you guys walking in the door. And 
I mean, you know, animals sent stuff. I mean, I worked with, um, I can't remember what the animal was a few weeks ago and said, are we leaving? Why are we leaving this place? Where are we going? And the woman said, how does my animal know that? It's like, hello, you've been thinking about it, talking about it, looking at pictures about it, talking to other people about it, of course. And you know, when you're traveling, how your animal will like sit on your clothes or your bag, even before you've you know, taking it out officially to pack, you know, because they know, but they also like reassurance from us, um, you know, like how long it'll be when you come back and who's going to feed them. Most important, you know, they want to know who's feeding them. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's a little trick. Well, wow, good to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that next time I leave. Yeah. Um, and they, they already know who's taking care of them, but I try to have somebody stay with them rather than be staying at a hotel or- a That's great. Yeah. Um, and then um, I feel like that's more comfortable for them to be at home. Yes. Um, so uh, the other question that I have for you is, um, do we, um, I've seen this a lot in practice. We have a dog that develops diabetes whose owner is diabetic. Yes. Um, I was talking yesterday to a lady that I think he might have Addison's disease and like my husband has Addison's disease. So is, is that, can they also, aside from our emotions, can we transmit our illnesses? Well, it's more like, um, I don't know about transmitting. I don't want anybody to feel guilty, but it's very common for our animals to have the same um, physical ailments as we do. And a lot of times they, they do that, they manifest that. So we, um, take care of our issues. And so they're mirroring back to us what we need to continue to be aware of. And, um, uh, yeah, it's very common actually. I've seen, um, animals um, get cancer when their person, you know, specific organs that we have that they, you know, it's like the same type of cancer, like you said, diabetes, you know, whatever the disease is, yes, they can mirror that. Um, but we just let them know that all, we are gonna take care of ourselves, but you have to, cause they'll know if you don't. Uh-huh. And that all we want is them to be happy and healthy and then provide them with whatever, obviously, you know, I mean, you're amazing that provide them with whatever um, care that they need. And then, um, you know, whatever supporting things that they need for whatever the disease is and that we will take care of ourselves because um, they, they know when we are and they know when we're not. And sometimes Um, bad behavior in an animal, quote unquote, bad behavior is them trying to get our attention. In fact, um, I worked with this horse once, the person said, I don't know what's going on. My horse is bucking. My horse never did this. My horse is very calm. I want to know, you know, what's happening? Is it a new trail that we're on? And the horse said, I sense something is wrong with your knees and you need to go to the doctor And I'm trying to get your attention. I've been trying to get attention for six months. Come on. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so the lady contacted me later on. She said, oh, my God, he was right. I have this and that. And she needed some, you know, medical help. And so then the the horse stopped doing it because he got her attention. Oh, wow. That's so pay attention to our animals, right? If, uh, if you especially yes. see a odd behavior, something that is completely out of character, um, contact Sue. You <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. need <laughs> to know. It could be them not feeling bad, yeah. feeling well, or it could uh, be them saying, you know, you need to get a checkup. So it could be one or the other. Something like that. Yeah, because... Um, uh, some animals actually train to identify uh, certain uh, smells in our bodies and tell us, anticipate when we're going to have a seizure or yes. an episode, you know. So they're definitely in capacity to determine smell. Even yeah. some of them are trained to smell like cancer and yes. all kinds of different things. So uh, the chemistry of our bodies it emits 
um, substances that we cannot detect, but they can detect that. So yes. um, uh, pay attention to your dog or cat or horse <laughs> or bird or whoever. Yes, whatever. <laughs> um, I I have heard so many different stories. Uh, I I think that is so. Uh, I mean, I cannot even imagine how rich you feel as a human being from being able to channel and be in contact with 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 other species. Um, what has been the most um, influential or significant message that you ever received from an animal? Wow. Um... Well, I think one of the biggest lessons for me, I mean, you know, I feel like all the animals that come to me specifically, it's not just for the animal and the person's relationship. Obviously it is to create a bond, to find out what's going on with the animal from their perspective, why they're doing certain things, of course. However, I also know it's for me too. And one of the biggest, um, it was really difficult. It happened several years ago where um, basically, long story short, the, uh, the dog bit this guy's fiance. And the guy wanted to know why he bit his fiance. And the dog said, because she broke my trust. And the guy wanted him to get more specific, but for whatever reason, he didn't. And then the guy said, if he doesn't tell you, we can't stop whatever it was. And I'm going to have to put him down. Now, this guy brought this dog from another country wow. to the U.S., but he was still going to basically kill the dog who was only like five or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so I said, well, you know, I didn't want to make anything up. I said, that's all he's saying. And so he contacted me a couple of weeks later and he said, um, I feel really bad. I did end up euthanizing my dog because he didn't say what, what happened. And um, I want to know if he's okay. So of course, as a human, I'm like, the heck with you, mister. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of knowing he's okay. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So, because I went through some stuff after I found out he did that. I mean, I was devastated. Um, wow. But what I learned is there's always a bigger picture. It's much bigger and more enormous than I can wrap my little brain around. There's always stuff going on, you know, underneath the surface of things that we don't see, that we don't really know, we can't really comprehend right now. And so the animal said, no, I understand. I mean, the animal wasn't mad. He understood. He knew that was going to happen. And he still didn't divulge anything. He just said, I understand and it's okay and tell him it's all right. And so I actually was able to get from that really, I mean, I was distraught. Um, but then I realized I was being judgmental. I mean, all these lessons came up. I was like, oh my God, who am I? You know. <laughs> so, um, and so it was a very important lesson and also learning how to detach from everything. You know, my job is to relay the information, um, but then to detach from it all. So that was a really big turning point. But some of the bigger messages, you know, when I channel the consciousness of certain species, um, a lot of them talk about saving the earth, saving the seas. What can the humans do to protect the land? Can you plant a tree where you are? Can you pick up litter where, you know, if you're walking and you see something? Um, recycle. And they all say, um, you know, you think it's a little bit, but it's not because if everybody did the little bit, it's a ripple effect. And right. so a lot of the animals talk about how we can save the planet. What actions can we take? And they don't want us to um, not take action. They really want us to be active in saving the environment. And so those are some of the bigger, more profound lessons from a lot of the uh, animals in the wild or just animal consciousness when I channel that, that's what they want us to, to work on is um, 
helping ourselves feel whole. And also when we do that, that then we want to help the planet too. Like, don't just think about yourself, think about what you can do to help others and to help, um, you know, mother earth. And, you know, the, the birds tell me, don't forget about us. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, I'll work with uh, a sea animal and they're like, don't forget about us. You know, everybody. So you know, they all have um, beautiful messages and we just need to have respect for where they live and you know yes. what we can do to help them have their habitats to survive and thrive. Yeah, this is so important because we think, well, I love animals and I don't hurt them. But the truth is that we hurt them if we are exterminating their environment, if we are not allowing them to, like if they survive on a specific area where they have to eat the specific seed of this tree or live in this forest that provides for their food, if they don't have that forest, there's no way for them to go other than extinct. And um, so it's so important to, uh, yes, show our love. And I think that uh, the best way to show our love and respect is protecting their environment, their habitats where they live. And be conscious about that even if we don't think we're hurting the environment, with every action that we take, we litter or we see a paper on the street or a piece of plastic and we don't pick it up, um, that is something that is, is affecting everybody, you know, and that it's, it's affecting us uh, on a much greater scale. And unfortunately, the planet is suffering right now. Um, so we need to, as humans, uh, um, and as humans consciousness, we need to, we need to step it up. We're responsible for this planet and for what right. and not doing. to get mad too at the animals that are now closer to us because we've taken away, you know, we built the house on the yes. land that there was no house. And so they're confused. They don't know that they're not supposed to be there. So, you know, just understanding that they're just trying to survive too. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, there is animals that live in our backyards in our acreage of land. Um, and uh, a lot of people get mad because they take their crops and um, they're eating. So um, this photographer, this person um, installed a camera in, in his backyard and he decided, well, you're gonna be eating my carrots, mom, might as well know your face. And he <laughs> developed this like, so he will leave us a part just for him to eat. And then um, it's now their friends, I guess. So they're sharing the environment. It is a completely new perspective. Uh, they're just trying to make a life and living uh, in, in our environment. We just have to respect that. Fear sometimes of snakes here in, in Florida. We see a lot of that. Um, and uh, the first reaction is, oh, kill it, kill it. Like, please. Yes. They all have a purpose. Uh, yes. And uh, they all have... Um, they have the 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 the, light, the 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 right of 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 existence. Um, yeah, and they also help control some other. You know, right. it's like this one controls that, and this it's part one, of the chain. That's part of the chain. It's part of the chain. It's part of the chain. So gladly, a lot of more people are waking up, and a lot more people are uh, taking action and uh, protecting the environment. And uh, so, I still have hopes. Yeah, me too. Just maybe think about something when you're talking about the plants is um, if they know they have an alternative. So say there's um, some food that a bug is eating. If you create uh, maybe a plant next to it and you just say, okay, everybody go at this last row, it's all yours. And you put that energy out there with love that they can have that back row and then you have the rest of it. I'm telling you, they'll go to the back row because all they want is to have the option to have a little snacky. Exactly. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's great. Great to know. Um, I've been doing this in my own yard and by my own animals. I used to like ignore or, okay, well, and now I'm like, I see a lizard and um, thank you for eating all the, you know, mosquitoes and keeping my yard um uh, bug free and do what you do and uh 
is yeah. like really like they're looking at me and there's like this little tiny lizard and looking at me and then he sticks his tongue like okay <laughs> I'm looking at my job like oh my god <laughs> so, <I love> you. <laughs> yes so um yes just try just just try to be um open and and try to communicate and, and with animals you 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 know, no, don't know what um what you might encounter right Exactly. It's just really being aware, you know, being aware of your surroundings, like wake up, everybody. <laughs> just like look around, look at the trees, look up, look down, look to the sides, you know, and, you know, notice what's there. And I think we can do this not just with animals, but pretty much with um, plants, with trees. Um, we can just thank them for being there, right? For us. Exactly. For providing oxygen, for providing a sh uh, shade so um just be grateful i feel you can also bring in offerings so sometimes i'll um go to a tree and just sit on its roots and just you know get grounded and so afterwards i'll take some water and put it around the tree trunk and thank it or i bring i don't know somebody told me once bring three pennies so sometimes I'll bring pennies with me and like put them by the tree root and, and thank the tree. So it's okay to thank them because they, they want to be thanked too. Of course. Of course. This has been such an eye-opening conversation. Um, it's uh, thank you for being here. I, oh. I love your presence and the message that you share with us and um uh, Oh my gosh, it, it's been such an enlightening um, for me personally, and I'm sure for anybody that loves animals and always wonders what they're thinking or uh, how do they feel um, and how close we are really to them, not, you know, how close and how much they understand us, right? Yes, yes, they understand us much more than you think. And don't worry, you know, no animal will give away the family secrets because some people will call me for a session and they're like, how much information are they going to tell you? <laughs> it's like, don't worry, you know, they're not going to give me the, you know, the uh, secret to your safe. <laughs> your secret is safe with the animal, right? Exactly. They will rat each other out. Like the one cat will rat out its sibling cat or dog to dog or cat, you know, they'll, They'll do that, but they won't say anything, you know, <laughs> family secrets. Wow, <laughs> that's so amazing. We, yeah, we can, we, this is a whole like theme of conversation with, with animals. I can't talk for hours about it. I know, animals. me too. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much fun and I can see that they have a sense of humor too. Oh, yes. They're so funny. I mean, a lot of times I'm just cracking up on the phone with um, the person, the animal's person, because they're really funny <laughs> and very <laughs> honest. They have such personalities too, right? They're like, oh, uh, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. And I, you don't need to even talk to them because you can just see in their, uh, their demeanor who's cranky and who is uh, yeah. happy <laughs> and who is like, uh, Super hyper and like type A. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like the other day, this cat was like, he is so bossy. I am so tired of him being so bossy. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh my God. Oh. Thank you, Sue. It's been such a great honor and a joy to have you and sharing all these wonderful um, messages from animals and how they see us uh, because uh, really what, what we're about is uh, the human-animal bond. Uh, yeah. we, um, we enrich ourselves and they enrich themselves too from their relationship with us. They yes. have a mission to, to help us um, in our spiritual journey. They're exactly. partners. They're not inferior to us. They're just partners in this journey. Exactly. And it's such a blessing to be able to share our lives in our planet, um, our space with animals. Yes, for sure. And um, I hope that one day uh, all humanity will embrace, respect, love animals um, and love our planet. Right? Yeah, me too. It's thank such a so joy. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much, plenty blessings. Uh, before we go. 
How can people get in touch with you and find you? So my website is Sue Pike Energy. That's P-I-K-E, SuePikeEnergy.com. And if you just want to shoot me an email, that's the best way to get me. It's Reiki Sue, R-E-I-K-I-S-U-E, Reiki Sue at gmail.com. And um, on Instagram, Sue Pike Energy. Amazing. All my stuff is on the website. That's right. And she is always channeling around once a month. She channels a message from uh, uh, animal consciousness uh, through uh, WMNF's ultrasound radio. And uh, so she, if you want to listen to the channel messages, um, Sue is going to be always sharing that every the third Thursday of every month, right? Yes, I'm usually on the third Thursday of every month. I don't th think I'm going to be on next month. There's some scheduling stuff, but usually every third Thursday I'm on and I have these amazing messages from the animals for us to help us in our journeys too. It's not just about them. It's how they can help us achieve different things. That's pretty amazing. I love, I get so excited. I don't know who's going to show up and what the messages are, but they're always amazing. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your gift. And um, I know that there's going to be more opportunities for us to share and to connect again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. thank you for all of you who have listened today. And uh, we'll see you next time with another fantastic guest. Thankful for your presence today. Hope you enjoy our show. Please share your personal creature covenant transformational story by joining our community on Instagram, Creature Covenant, in our Facebook group. If you want to listen to this podcast or share it, visit our website at www.petercovenant.com under the blog post. Sending my love to you all. Together, we create a culture of love and respect for, for the beautiful human-animal bond. Thank you. Kids need wholesome snacks to fuel their active bodies and imaginations, like delicious soft-baked Cliff Kid Z-Bar. With energizing whole grains from organic oats and in flavors kids love, it's the perfect portable snack for blasting off to space on the swings at recess or exploring the uncharted schoolyard with fellow adventurers. Grab a box of Cliff Kid Z-Bar snacks today because imagination needs fuel. Learn more at cliffkid.com. Kids need wholesome snacks to fuel their active bodies and imaginations, like delicious soft-baked Cliff Kid Z-Bar. With energizing whole grains from organic oats and in flavors kids love, it's the perfect portable snack for blasting off to space on the swings at recess or exploring the uncharted schoolyard with fellow adventurers. Grab a box of Cliff Kid Z-Bar snacks today because imagination needs fuel. Learn more at cliffkid.com.